Welcome everyone to Dallas Hoops Fancast, a podcast for Mavs fans. I'm your host, Sydney. I'm here with my co-host, Martin. Hey guys. And today, the Mavericks 2019-2020 schedule was released. So we thought that we'd be original and talk about it. <laughs> because, I mean, no one else is going to, nope. right? Nope. So, We're going to be the first ones. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, no. So everybody is, and that's okay, because it's the only thing to talk about right now. And it's like some actual real NBA news, not just kind of our opinions or speculation. So we're going to go through our top five um, games that we're looking forward to each one of us. Um, before we get into that, as usual, I want to say thank you for listening. Um, follow the show on Twitter at Dallas Hoops Cast. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore Sydney Myers. And let us know what you think about the show or which games you're looking forward to this coming season. See, I kept that one short. <laughs> I'm doing better. Okay, so let's get started. The 2019-2020 season, the schedule is up everywhere, so you can look at it. We're going to go over our top five games that we're looking forward to. Martin, would you like to start with number one? Yes, well, for me, I know we have two, our own list here. So, yeah, yeah, so but, you, you do one, and then I'll do one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? You just picture Well, I got excited. Yes. Okay. All right. I had an idea. All right. Because the, they do this. On, That's nice. Okay. okay. I'm going to move on. Okay. Okay. So November 1st, uh, Lakers at Dallas. And really the only reason I have this is because it's the Lakers. Yeah. It's LeBron. It's Anthony Davis. It's, well, LeBron and Anthony <laughs> Davis against the Mavs. Who else do they have? They got Kyle oh, Kuzma. Oh, Danny Green. I forgot. Danny Green. You know, they, they will have a solid starting lineup. Yeah, I mean, they're, like I would say one of the best. Well, obviously, because they have LeBron and Anthony yeah. Davis, they could have a bunch of G League guys, <laughs> which on there they pretty they much be, do. Yeah. yeah. So I have that one just because it's early in the season. It's at home. It's against the Lakers. I want to see how Luca and KP kind of handle that big time moment. Now I know Luca did a great job last year when it was a big time game. He would come to play. I don't know much about. Porzingis just because he's always playing with the Knicks, so we'll see how he responds. My, s- go ahead. Yeah, it's my. I you do one and then oh, I okay, do one. Okay, okay. Okay, so my the first game that I'm looking forward to is like really cliche. It's the opening night game versus the Wizards because mm, yeah, it's the first game. <laughs> like I feel like if I should be looking forward to a game, it would be the first one of the season. Like you wasted one of your five. <laughs> like I um, know it's obvious, but you know. So, I mean, I, I I hear what you're saying. It's opening night. Yeah, but and okay, so it's opening night. It's their season hope opener, which they get to do at home, which is cool. And it's versus the Wizards, which which they might actually win. So it might be overall a really cool night. Yeah. I mean, I, I see what you're saying. I just uh, didn't really consider that one because the Wizards may only play twice a year. They yeah. have nothing it's, to do with our play. Yeah, chances. it's less about the Wizards and more about just the fact that it's yeah. the opening night. Gotcha. Um, and I want to see Porzingis and Luca. You know, that's one thing about this season is that like on Twitter, everybody is arguing over how many games the Mavs are going to win. And it's so sad, not for them, but really for everybody, because like, this is how desperate we are for any sort of Maverick stuff. It's like the argument is over whether they're going to win 41 games or 42 games or 45 games. And it's like, it's just, there's, there's so much unknown. Um, couple of things like Luca, you know, what kind of leap is he going to make from his first year to his second year? And we talk about even if he's the same player, 
like teams are going to have a whole season to scout for him. So even if he stayed the same, would he still drop 21 points? You know, so that's kind of a question mark. Porzingis health. I think that's a question mark for me. I know you disagree. No, I mean, the thing is, obviously, and this is going to sound obvious, but (laughs) the entire season is a question mark. More obvious than looking forward to opening (laughs) night. Every team has question marks. Uh, There's no guarantee. I have my doubts, and I might be the only person on the planet that's about to say what I'm going to say. Okay. I'm not so sure Kawhi and Paul George are going to play that well together. You know, okay, here's a I question I have. I won't finish my point because I'll let you talk. <laughs> what position are they going to play? Yes, okay, so they are like clones of yeah. each other. The problem is because of their size, they can't really play a two guard. Like right. you can't put Kawhi at the two. You right. can't put Paul George at the it's two. It's got to be three and four. Three and four. But then, you know, who plays the four? Because I don't think either one of them really want to. No. And so then they'll say, positionless basketball. <laughs> you know, they're going to say all that crap. The problem is they do the exact same thing. Yeah. They're like a clone of each other. And, you know, <laughs> I mean, they're exactly the same players. So yeah. I, I, I don't understand how that's really going to fit, especially because they really don't have a lot. I know Patrick Beverly's on the team. But he's really a defensive guy. He's not a floor general. He's not going to come line up the offense and tell you <laughs> go here and you go there. So Kawhi's going to be like, no, like, give me the ball. You're going to you, give me the ball. <laughs> you guard that guy. Stay over there. On offense. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I have my reservations with the Kawhi-Paul George matchup. And uh, I'm probably one of the only, only ones to say that. But So that's a question mark that I have. I also want to see LeBron as a 35 36 year old player there's just no physical way he's gonna be old lebron there's just it's impossible he is is old lebron well i mean he's not gonna be the original you know yeah exactly and it's just it's impossible for him because you just get older and every single player it doesn't matter how great you are you eventually start to break down you're not as good you're not as quick your shot doesn't go down as frequently as it used to can Anthony Davis lead a team? He's yet to do it. I think he's made the playoffs like one time. I mean, he he's may have led more, yeah. but he's never really done anything. So that's a question mark I have as well. So, yeah, with Luka and KP, obviously I'm a Mavs fan, so I feel like everything's going to be awesome and work out the way it's supposed to, but we'll see. Yeah, so um, anyway, we kind of got off topic, but basically – that's why I'm looking forward to opening night because that's when this all starts and all of these question marks – I mean, they want to all be answered in that first game, but we'll start to see, like, we'll see Luca and Porzingis on the court at the same time for the first time. The first play should be a pick and pop, pick and roll with Luca and KD. Yeah. That should just be the first play. Yeah. Of course, Carlisle is such a stick in the mud that <laughs> he may not do that till like, the third quarter. No, but. I don't know, because I think, remember um, Roddy B's second season? The very first play of that season, it was an alley-oop to Roddy B. Mm. Because they all thought he was going to be a superstar. Yeah. Which he could. Okay. I'm not even going to talk about it. Okay. So that's my first one. Opening night versus Wizards. Okay. Second game for me to look forward to is just 10 days later. And it's Mavs at Boston. Oh, yeah. And I have that one on my list because I want to see Kemba. The fact that he chose the Celtics (laughs) over the Mavs. I hope the Celtics struggle coming out of the season. And I hope Luka kills him and just shows him 
you pick Jason Tatum <laughs> over me. That's essentially yeah. now obviously the East Coast and easier road because he doesn't want to actually win. But well, uh, try. No. They're going to win. But They're not going to win a championship. No. So I want to see that game and I want to see Luka drop 35 on him. We are so salty every time the Celtics come up. Well, it's because... I feel like all we do is trash them. Look, it's because they get... It's like anything they do good, they're the best team in the league. And If they don't do well, they have an excuse. And that's one thing I'll say about this season for the Celtics is that they have done a lot of talking about how Kyrie ruined Mm -hmm. their season. And it's like... This season coming up, you know, without without Kyrie being there, I mean, they're putting a lot of pressure on themselves to be really good. Well, and we talked about that. Like, you lose Al Horford and Kyrie Irving, and you're telling me and they're going to be... Terry Rozier, yeah. you know. And, and you're telling me they're going to be better next yeah. year? Like, think about this And they for added a, a guy who's never made the playoffs. You I know? mean, he's made the playoffs. Made, Kemba yeah, has, but, but yeah, he, he's never won yeah. anything. And, and now he's still going to be the number one guy. So, and then is Jason Tatum going to be your number one? At some point, if he's this good, he's got to be the number one. And so Kemba would naturally go into the number two. So, yeah, there's a lot of question marks with them. Yeah, and that's my thing is that I think there's so many question marks and there's Mm -hmm. so much pressure on them because of how much they've said about Kyrie and all that. They're expected to come out and start the season 10-0. And they put that on on themselves. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I I originally had... Um, December eighteenth against the Celtics, but like same reason, less about Kimba and more about more about Tatum. I feel like now I don't know if anyone else sees it this way, but I feel like that's a rivalry now, just because people are so high on Jason Tatum and the, they take him over Luca. A lot there's of still times. a lot of people that have Tatum as yeah. a better player than well Tatum's ceiling, his ceiling. Well, it's like <laughs> see, okay. okay, and I tweeted about this. I don't understand how you can say in one sentence that Luca is a below-average defender and um, last season kind of tapered off because of conditioning or whatever or his three-point shot fell off. How can you say that? And then the next sentence they say, but, you know, he's he's not going to be as good as these other guys because he's reached his ceiling. He can't – he's reached all his potential. He can't grow anymore. And it's like, well, you just listed things he can get – that he can yeah. actually get better at, defense and conditioning. I've never seen a 19, 20-year-old reach their Peak. ceiling yeah. at 19 and 20 years old. So yeah. if he works hard at it and he, he works every offseason, he's only going to get better. Yeah. So I, I don't understand that either. Okay, okay, what's your game number two? My game number two. Um, picked this one a little – it's a little random. Mm-hmm. Uh, their second game of the season at the uh, Pelicans. So you have game one and two of the season <laughs> yeah, so far. Okay. Because it's the first game against the Pelicans. And, Is that a rivalry? Or? No, but because you know, Zion Williamson, and we talked about this yeah, last game, yeah, how we want right. Luca to just come out and, and kill him. And show him up. Because Well, no, not kill him. Well, not f- We can't this, say that. Okay. <laughs> yes, we want Luca to destroy him by In a killing figurative him. Figurative way. Yes. So because everybody's already anointed Zion as the future of the league. And it's, oh, it just drives me nuts. I mean, okay, yeah. to be fair, we did the same thing with Luca before we'd ever, we'd ever seen him play in an NBA game. So, I mean, I is mean, it no, so bad? I, I, I don't think we did that. 
Like we we had the a, a good feeling. We had the hopes that he was gonna be good. Yeah, I was more inside like hoping that he's is what and, we hope yeah, he is. Yes. Yeah, and I was a little worried that he wouldn't be, but yeah, yeah. And so we weren't thinking before he played. Oh, he's the future. Of the he's week. the next LeBron. I mean, now we feel that way because yeah. of what we've seen. But Zion hasn't played a single game. And all of a sudden, he's the the future of the league. He gets this huge Nike deal. They have twenty nationally televised games. I don't understand that. But you know what? Like, okay, the season is about to start, and all of this will finally be put to rest. I want to see what he can do, and I might be totally wrong, and that would be fine. And I, I think the uh, networks or the NBA—I don't know who decides who gets nationally televised games—but I think they made a mistake. Because, With the Pelicans? Yes, because they, for some reason, for some stupid reason, all these analysts, these experts, they have the Pelicans as a potential playoff team. Like, they're going to be good. And it's like, what are you guys thinking? Like, yeah. Zion would have to come in and be Anthony Davis, essentially, his first yeah. year. I just, I don't get, I know they got J.J. Redick. And I know they got Brandon Ingram and Alonzo Ball, but those guys suck. They they sucked well, when they were the Lakers. They didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> I know that that's kind of my point. Is like you basically transplanted the Lakers to the Pelicans, but you took out Kyle Kuzma yeah. and LeBron and added um, Zion, Zion. Who's, who is but, a question okay. mark at this point. But let's say let's say Zion in his rookie year is as good as Kyle Kuzma last year. Yeah. So you have the Lakers with Kyle Kuzma. Exactly. Yeah. And and I know J.J. Redick. J.J. Redick. Everybody's talking about J.J. Redick. Redick. But he's not going to carry them to the playoffs. And um, Drew Holiday. Now, the Pelicans, the front office, has talked a lot about Drew Holiday. How this is, they've told him, this is your team. You are our superstar. Until they trade him in February. (laughs) And David Griffin was talking about how he thinks Drew Holiday can be that guy. Like the number one guy that shows up defenses. and Okay. My only problem with that, he's been in the league now for like 10 years, and yeah. he's never been that guy. True. So, I mean, he can put up 20 points, and he's a really good player. I would but love he can't to have be, Drew Holiday. He can't be your number one. Yeah. So, he can't even be your number two, really. So I don't know what he is. You know, well, exactly. Like, he he's in, he's in that mix of guys that are too good to come off the bench, not good enough to carry your team. And so, it's like, what do you do with him? You just some teams like the Timberwolves with Kevin Love, they decided to move on quickly. Yeah. They realized the guy's great, but he's not good enough to carry us. So they they went ahead and made that decision early and trade him. And they were right. He was he was always a number two or a number three guy. Yeah. Okay. Um did I say oh yeah, that was my second game. So what's so your So you're third game, game one and two of the season. Yeah. I'm really looking forward yes. to those. All right. So November or I'm sorry, January twenty first, Clippers at Mavs. Now mm-hmm. they play the Clippers earlier in the season. The reason I have the January game is because we have a good uh section of the, the games done. So we'll be able to see what their records are and yeah. hopefully at that time. They'll have kind of meshed a little yeah. bit. No, hopefully by January twenty first both of those teams will be winning records and it'll be a a really good game so that's my pick third pick and if you have game number three as your third game to watch no okay we're gonna <laughs> be don't. done all right uh my third game to watch is november 8th versus the knicks the knicks oh, will okay. be coming here yeah because yeah, yeah. that'll be the first game where dennis smith jr comes home the great <laughs> dennis smith and and we jr. we already talked about this last podcast um but, you know, basically, 
what I said then, you know, same thing. I, I do think that he'll come out and have a really big game. That doesn't bother me because I think in the long run, first of all, they made they made the the right trade. Porzingis, I would rather have him than Smith. But even like even taking that part out of it, I don't think that like what Smith Jr. might do in that game is gonna be representative of what he'll do over the whole season. Like basically I think he'll have a big game. But then, like like I said, the next night he'll drop 12. Like, he's just that kind of player. But, you know, still, I kind of want to see it. I, You know, it would be cool if Luca kind of showed him up a little bit. Obviously, I don't have positive feelings about Dennis Smith Jr. A lot of people yeah. do, but I'm well, looking forward to that. I think there's a bigger chance that Luca plays well because Luca has done that. True. And I know, like, we're Luca fanboys. I get that. But I, at least Luca has a, a fangirl. Fan but Luca's shown it already in his first year. You know, every time he played the Warriors, he had a huge game. He came out ready to play. Dennis Smith hasn't yet to do that. Well, he has big games. Yes. But they're but, sort of like random. You know, like yeah, yeah. he had a really big when game. When he's against, on fire. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Charlotte. You know, yeah. Like that was a, a perfect example of what I'm talking about is he really showed up for that game. Same thing, the, the Knicks, the game before he was traded, the night before mm-hmm. he was traded. He had a triple He bit. showed up for that game. So like he can do that in certain games and it's legit. He does it for that game and it's not just because he got on fire. He's like really focused or something, but he just either doesn't or can't do it for the whole season. See, I think his problem is is he gets focused when he is playing well. Like, I don't think he has the ability to turn it on and oh, off. I see what so I mean, think yeah. if his shot's going in or he's starting to make some plays, then he's going to be ultimately yeah. focused. So, and I don't think he has any control over that. Are you saying that he lacks confidence? Like, it sounds I think like... it's fake confidence. He, oh, he, yeah, he acts that. tough, but I think it's fake. Um, so that's, you know, I think he really can't show up in big time moments like you know there's some players who can average 20 points a game but then when they play the golden state warriors or they played kobe bryant and the lakers or whoever these big time superstars they struggled that was always a problem we had with chandler parsons monte harrison barnes and like, Harrison Barnes was a big or a perfect example of that. He yeah. averaged 20 points a game the whole season. And, and Parsons really is. Sorry, I'll let you finish the sentence. <clears throat> well, and then uh, Monte, as much as I love Monte, um, he tended to do that. Now, against the Spurs, he was able to show that up. That series, but, yeah. But the, the Spurs don't carry that same, you know, whatever. It's not the Lakers. So. Yeah. But yeah, I remember Parsons and Barnes had that same problem. Yeah. And it was frustrating because it was like... You need them in those yeah, games. Yeah, well, and it's like, you're so proud of, like, that guy is on our mm-hmm. team. And then it's like, you want to go out and show him, you know? And then it's like, God, you really didn't play well. <laughs> I wonder if people that are listening to this are really annoyed. They're like, just get to the next <laughs> game. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Somebody did say that we take forever to get to a point, which I think that's mostly me, not so much you. Anyway. So game four. Uh, did you do your yes, next game one? three? So I'm doing game four. Wait, I said November eighth versus the Knicks. That's your game three. So I'm about to do game four. Okay, your game four. Game four, Hawks at Mavs, February first. Yeah. Only because it's Trey Young. Yeah. And you know all that stuff. Hopefully that dies away because I want to say Luca winning Rookie of the Year made it not die, but it it should fade it a little bit. 
you know, because it's like that's final. You know, I mean, he won Rookie of the there, Year. There's no Trae motivation for Luca at that point. Now Trey Young may want to come out, and, yeah, and, true. and drop 45, but but I'm just saying like the Luca versus Trey thing. Yeah. I feel like Luca winning Rookie of the Year was that's really it. You know, he mm. he kind of proved it. So yeah, I had that one marked too. Okay. Okay, the next one that I'm looking forward to is also against the Knicks, but it's it's in New York, November 14th, because that'll be the first time Porzingis goes home. So, well, just so you understand, the games go to April. <laughs> I'm not, and you're on November 14th, so you're the first <laughs> first 15 games. These of the are season. big games, Martin. I'm looking <laughs> okay. forward to this, and you know what's funny? This thing about Porzingis going back home, sort of, is that New York fans. They really are dogging on uh, Porzingis, like well, talking about how he sucks and just trashing him so bad. And yeah. I was like, I thought he was good. Like, what? Why? What do you have against the him? The Knicks PR did a great job. I guess. I think I mean, that's what it was. They did a great job. So, okay. So the I'm just going to do the last two I have because I'm only supposed to have five, but I have six, and it's really the last two games of the season: April thirteenth, Mavs at Denver. And April 15th, Thunder at Mavs. I have those on there because it might be playoff positioning games. Yeah, I had the 15th originally marked, too, for the same reason. Like, I, if the Mavs are vying for a playoff spot, I think it'll be the last spot. And so those two games will be huge. Now, the problem is it's Denver, which they'd probably lose that game. And I mean, it's the Thunder, which, I don't know. They, they should win, I think, but it'd yeah. be tough. We'll see. Um, so yeah, I had that one marked too. The next one I had marked was January 25th at Utah because the Jazz made some pretty good moves this offseason. They got Bogdanovich, who we wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, they got Mike Conley. They they made some pretty good moves, and I just I want to see what they're like. I want to see how they play. Yeah, I mean, they're... Uh... I don't know. I'm not sold on them. I mean, I guess it really all depends on Donovan Mitchell if he can still be the leader and carry that team because they, you know, in order to win, you still need to have true that, that guy. guy. Now, he's been that guy the last two years, but really last year, it was kind of a down year for him compared he had to his, his first sophomore slump. Yeah. So, you know, he's going to have to to make a jump forward in order for them to be true competitors. Yeah. Cause I mean, the moves they made were really good, but they didn't get a number one guy. Like, like they're clearly building around Donovan Mitchell. They think mm-hmm. that he can be that guy. And he seems like a nice guy, so, you know, I don't have <laughs> anything against him. They're going to build around him, him like, and <laughs> in his sixth year, he's going to leave. He's going to leave, yeah. I know, gosh, the Jazz. Talk about yeah. a team. Like, they did everything right, yeah, but and they be... still lost Gordon with Hayward. Gordon Hayward. Yeah. yeah, but they also kept Carl Malone and John Stockton for like 20 years. So, yeah. you know, they did a really good job with They're that. a good, good organization. Yeah. I, I respect them. Respect. Okay, so those are our top five ga- uh, games each that we're looking forward to. Let us know which ones you're looking forward to. Like I said, you can tweet us at Dallas Hoopscast or me at underscore City Myers. We're also going to post this video on YouTube. We post every episode on YouTube. So just search Dallas Hoops Fancast and you can leave your comment there which with uh, the games that you're looking forward to. But uh, we also wanted to talk, we actually wanted to talk about this last week, but we didn't get to it. The projected starting lineup because mm-hmm. there's a lot of it that's set. I think four positions are set. So we know Luca, Porzingis, Dwight Powell, and DeLon Wright, I think we're pretty sure he's starting. So it's really that fifth 
spot. And I don't know even what position that is. I think Luke or KP and Pal are the it's four a to five. Guard wing. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. So I've heard that Justin Jackson is probably gonna start there. I'm not like super hyped about that. I think some other options are Seth Curry and Tim Hardaway Jr. That's going in a really different direction because mm-hmm. I think Jackson is more for like defensive versatility and stuff. Hardaway and Curry, that would be all offense and they would probably have a terrible defense but offensively well, they'd be amazing both of those guys are are good def- i mean like, they're not they're not you know bad defenders yeah, so they're they're, not, they're adequate defenders. you're not gonna walk over yeah. them yeah so and i think they're they can both hold their own on the defensive end so i don't think there's really any drop off so what is your prediction I mean, my prediction is justin jackson i'm not okay. saying that's what i want i'm just saying i think that's what's going to happen okay What's my, yours? My prediction is going to be Seth Curry. And mm. uh, I think... Um, now, are you saying to start the season or that he's going to win that no, spot? No, I think uh, the start to start the okay. season. Um, you, you you can't have that good of a three-point shooter and not, not be a starter. Now, I know it was different with the Blazers because they had CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard. But a lot of times they played all three of them at the same time because of his shooting ability. And he's actually a better defender. So, and the Mavs still struggle with three-point shooting if you look at their lineup. Luka's yeah. got to get his percentages up, which I think he will. Um, and then uh, uh, Porzingis is going to have to uh, get back into the swing of things. Yeah, that his three-point shot is one thing that might suffer if he doesn't like have his legs yeah. under the him. The good thing is you still have to respect his shot. Like, you can't True, leave. Yeah. Even if he's, like, going 0 for 10, you, you, can't, still you just have can't to leave close Porzingis out. open. So I think it'll be Seth Curry because I don't think he's that much of a drop-off defensively than Justin Jackson. And I think his three-point shooting is just too valuable in today's league. And and to play and, and it's not just his three-point shooting, but he knows how to get to the right spot. He's a I think, smart player. I think he's gonna be a perfect fit next to Luca because of where he you know, he knows where to go. He's great coming off screens, and he can make a play if need be. So I think DeLon Wright and Curry will share the responsibilities of guarding the two wing or the two guards. Depending on which one's better, DeLon Wright will guard the better one and Curry will guard the other one. And then Doncic will guard the third wing. You know, whoever Slight, that is. Small yeah. forward. Yeah. 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 So And then Tim Hardaway Jr. I was talking about with somebody talking about this with somebody on Twitter. I think he can be a really good sixth man. And I would like to see them try him out at that role. And he, he would have to embrace it. Yeah. Well, any good six man yeah. does. That's what. That's part of what makes him so good. So I think he could do well with JJ coming oh, off yeah. the bench. Yeah, and I think JJ will be able to use his veteran leadership to help Hardaway get to the spots he needs to be. He'll know when to to include Hardaway, and I think a, a Hardaway and JJ coming off the bench would be great. Now a lot of people are going to be like, "Well, what about Jalen?" So the Mavs really kind of have a log jam at, yeah, at guard. Yeah, as usual. Now, it could be, yeah, with the <laughs> miniature guards. Now, J.J. may not be back for the start of the season, so it might be Jalen and Tim Hardaway. True. I think that either Jalen or J.J., really, and then Tim Hardaway Jr., and then if Curry starts with Justin Jackson, or a, so that would mean Justin Jackson comes off the bench, I think that fits really well with Hardaway and that small guard because he can take on some of the low defensively if he can get his three-point shot to be solid. Like, I think he can play well in that role against other bench players. I think that fits for him. Yeah. I mean, where do we have Dorian Finney-Smith? I mean, 
outside. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> in the practice court. Yeah. Waiting. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm right there with you, Dorian Finney-Smith. I think he's got his opportunity, and he didn't go. He lost his starting job at the end to of the Justin year. Jackson. Yeah. yeah, I like I know that he worked really hard. They talked about how he worked on his shot, and I know that he's worked with Carlisle a lot, and I respect that. But it just didn't translate to the court. He just couldn't yeah. contribute, and. I, you know, unless he takes a big leap, if he's better than year, this year, then great. But if he's not, I don't really see a place for him. Yeah. And then we have, so we have KP and and Dwight Powell as the bigs. And then we got Maxi coming off the bench. Is it just going to be a three-man big rotation to the season? Who's their... Plus Boban. Yeah. I, I really think the reason they got Boban... Situationally. Well, is for when KP oh, is sitting out. Yeah. I think Maxi will... Go into the starting lineup when KP's out, and then Boban will will come off the bench. Yeah. Um, One thing with Maxi is that last year, you know, it's like since he's been here, he's been pretty solid and really good, but he's also had stretches where he sort of just falls off. And mm-hmm. so I want to see him this year be that solid guy all the time. Yeah. The thing is, Maxi and and Powell really have good chemistry they like their some of their best lineups last year were maxi and powell with jj and uh i see a lot of that again next year but was um, that jj or was that max it was just powell? a combination yeah. i mean uh jj obviously ran the offense and powell and maxi were just getting all used but it was more defensively too because oh yeah you know, they're they're Ma- really Kleba quick bigs. yeah they're really quick for for being bigs. So, and I think the Mavs starting lineup is really going to struggle with rebounding. The good thing is Delon Wright and Doncic are both good rebounders, but that's not going to really matter when you're going against Joel Embiid because if it's a competition between Embiid and Doncic, Embiid's going to win that. Right. So, Mavs are going to have to do a great job blocking out. Powell has got to get stronger. Powell. Sometimes he gets destroyed in the post. Okay, over under on wins. Let's let's put it at forty two. I don't I don't know what the books say, but I think forty one and a half. Okay, yeah. so let's start there. Over or under? Oh, I think over. Yeah, yeah. I, I just have. Well, first of all, I'm a Mavs fan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously so, they're going to be awesome. Yeah, I say they're going to win eighty three games. Really, personally, <laughs> eighty three. <Yeah. laughs> um, I I want to say I want to say they're going to hit forty eight to fifty. And I know that sounds really optimistic, yeah. but one of the things that we're not accounting for is Carlisle. And Lucas, if if he makes the jump like LeBron and KD and all those other superstars from their first to their second year, they're going to be really, really good. And, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of ifs with that. But I, I think they're going to be closer to 48-50. I think they're going to be one of the better teams in the West because I think a lot of people are going to sleep on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so if everything goes perfectly, then I think 48 to 50 is possible. But, you know, what are the odds of that happening? Like in real world, what's actually going to happen? I would say if they win, if they get to 500, I think I would be, I wouldn't be surprised if they got like 40, 41. I'd be disappointed. You think that low? They have yeah, a I mean, okay, so because here's my thing. I have to take my fandom down a notch in order to be realistic. And when I do that, like there's some question marks, but bigger bigger than the question marks, like with Porzingis and stuff, it's just 
the the players themselves. Like say Justin Jackson is starting, and and then who's coming off the bench? Like is there anyone that you're super excited about now? Like yeah, we think Hardaway can be good, and that we still Curry got JJ. Can, yeah, and those guys are good, but I mean they scored five to ten points a game, maybe. You know, it's just I'm trying to be realistic. Yeah, but. The thing is, they won 34 games last year, and they tried True. to lose the last 10. True. You know, um, so I, I think adding KP gives you those six extra wins to, to put you at 40. And I think if you don't tank, I, I think yeah. they, yeah. So. Like, okay. I hear what you're saying. In my but heart, I want to say 46. Okay. Do but, they make the playoffs? <sighs> And if so, who's the I, team that's out? I mean, you got so the locks are the Lakers, Clippers, uh, Rockets, don't say locks. Warriors, <laughs> uh, Jazz, Nuggets. I'd say those teams are locked. Uh, Blazers. I yeah, mean, that's I, seven. I don't think. Okay, so I don't think the Blazers are a lock. They but got they worse to the conference fight. I mean, yes. they lost and Cantor, they, they, they should not but they're getting Nurkic back. Not not right away. Yeah. You know, so I don't think the I think the Blazers might be on the outside looking in. I mean, I think they'll still have a, a winning record. Interesting. Um, I think the Spurs are gonna be on the outside looking in. Yeah. And I'm not sold on the Rockets. I, I, just, I just I think, think they're gonna go back to the same thing they did last year, which is just gonna be hard and dribble, 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 dribble. Yeah. Till three seconds left, step back, three point. I just think when you have that much talent, you're just like by default, you're going to win enough games to make the playoffs. But they're dumb. <laughs> like Harden and Westbrook. They're not dumb. They, they make on. the worst decisions at Sometimes, the end of games. Their decision making, particularly Westbrook, is questionable and Harden could lead to too. losses. And I mean, they're the two highest turnover players <laughs> in the league. Yeah. I mean, literally, well, they both average the like same five. Player. Yeah, I mean, they well, they're they're different players. Well, yeah, yeah, you're right. But as far as turning the ball over, they're the <laughs> same. I mean, they're going to average ten turnovers a game, just them two. Yeah, you know, so they're going to probably be the highest turnover team in the league. So I, I don't know if the Mavs will make the playoffs. I mean, if they do, it would be the eighth seed, and I I think I would maybe be surprised. Well, I'm going to speak for all the Mavs fans <laughs> out there and say we're sixth we're seed. We're sixth? Okay. Yes. So I do want to say something about Luka next year and the impact that, that he can have as a player. Because I think it's easy to talk about the question marks or like, well, he's still just a second-year player. You can't expect him to lead a team to the playoffs and all of that. But there's another part that comes with the fact that he won rookie of the year. And I posted this on Instagram um, a couple months ago, players that won rookie of the year, what did they go on to do? So um, 83% of them became an all-star. 52% of them became hall of famers. That's including only the rookie of the years that have retired up to this point. So Mm -hmm. 83% an all-star 52% a hall of fame. He has, over a one in two chance to become a Hall of Fame player. Yeah. So if you want to talk about the kind of player that could lead a mediocre team to the playoffs, it's not far fetched or crazy to say that Luca is that kind of player. Well, I mean, there's other things you got to consider there. There's been rookies of the year who average uh, ten points to it, like yeah. Brogdon. They, yeah. There's been plenty of Malcolm Brogdons out there. Michael Carter Williams. Yeah. And it's just because there just happened to be in a weak rookie class. I mean, yeah. I think. Uh, um, not Mike Miller, 
Mike Miller won Rookie of the Did Year. Did he? There's another guy, though. There's some uh, rando. Yeah. yeah, some rando. I mean, it happens. Like. <laughs> yes. And uh, so, you know, obviously those guys are the reasons and why that's, that's they're the not percentage. in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. yeah. But the other guys that average 18, 19, 20 a game, they're probably all Hall of Famers. Yeah. Um, secondly, he's he's the only other player in NBA history to to put up the numbers. The other yeah. one being Oscar Robertson. Well, so, and just the there's a real high chance he's going to be. Yeah, eighty three percent became an All Star. Twenty five percent won MVP. There's mm-hmm. a one in four chance that he's, he's going to win, player, and that's yeah. that's just winning MVP. How many of them were perennial MVP cal- or candidates? Mm-hmm. So you know, again, like to say. Well, they, they only have a mediocre team. They don't have a lot of depth. You can't expect Luca to do it. It's like, well, it wouldn't be crazy if he did because, you know, guys that did what he did, they became the kind of player that it would take mm-hmm. to take a team like this to the playoffs. Now, I'm not saying a ring next year. I'm just saying the Playoff playoffs. Teams, yeah. Or, you know, playoffs. 45 wins. Well, and they've done that. Like the, the true superstars. Yeah. You know, like Dirk's Mavs. You know, how many years did they win 50 games but their team was garbage. And so, you know, they'd go out in the first, second round. Of course, everybody's like, dirt can't get it done. <laughs> you know, but when LeBron wins 50 games. Boy, and, he ain't got nobody. Know, he ain't got no help. <laughs> it's like, whatever. So, yeah, like those kind of players, they carry their team to 50 wins a season. But, you know, sometimes they just aren't really that good. Yeah. I think uh, I think Luka's going to be one of those guys. And really, there's a good chance that Porzingis could still be yeah. A franchise player. I mean, we've we've kind of, you know, we you kind of forget. forget. Yeah. yeah. And what, what the guy was doing, you know, Kevin Durant gave him the nickname Unicorn. That means Kevin Durant saw this guy and was like, holy crap. You yeah. know, he's never seen anything like that. So we forget Porzingis was on his path to being an MVP, an MVP candidate. Yeah. So now I do know I know that it's only Luca's second year. So I mean I, I I have to take that into consideration. Maybe he can do that eventually. Maybe next year isn't the year, but it's possible. Yeah, I mean the the West is going to be tough. Yeah, but not as t- I mean, imagine if Kawhi had gone to the Lakers. You yeah, know? I, I mean it's and not, imagine if KD stayed heavy. with the Warriors. It's not top yeah. heavy. It's just it's deep. Really. There's nine teams that are basically the same. They they each have two guys, and it's really which two guys are going to be better than everybody else's two guys. Yeah. And uh, I'm picking Mavs. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you said, you, uh, what did you say, 48 to 48 50? 48 to 50. And I said 45. You said 31. I said 45 <laughs> in my heart, but I think 42 is oh. a more reasonable expectation well this is a fan cast it's not reasonableness okay (laughs) that is true i do say all the time that it's fans fueled by fan emotion so you know what do you want (laughs) to say um 49 all right there you go yeah okay but i probably closer to 42 Okay, we're not NBA (laughs) experts or analysts on espn or nba tv Uh, okay um I think that's pretty much it. That's one reason why I'm looking forward to opening night at Wizards. Because all of this stuff... At home. Finally. we uh, Yeah. Did I say at? Yeah. But all this stuff, finally, we yeah. get to see it. The season starts. And then we'll know. Mm, I don't think game one of the season is going to... It's gonna, big. I mean, it's the, a big uh, deal. Well, I forgot you did pick game one, two, three, and four of the season <laughs> as your top four games of the games year. Games one and two. You have four of them before November 14th. Anyways... Um, 
that's uh those are our predictions for the season let us know what you guys think how many games are the mavericks going to win and you can be as outrageous as you want or you can be reasonable like me also we want to know what your potential starting lineups are and what five games you're looking forward to yeah as long as they're not the first five games because apparently we can't do that don't do game one of the season (laughs) um yeah so tweet us on twitter at dallas hoopscast or leave a comment uh, on YouTube, just search Dallas Hoops Fancast to find the episode. But thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you for your support. Um, if you can, leave a rating for the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen. That kind of feedback, first of all, it helps the show grow having those ratings, but also helps us know what you like about the show or what we can do better. So please leave a rating if you can. But really, just thank you for listening. Thank you for all of the support. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Wow, really? <laughs> Giant watermelon bite right at the end. You never say bye. <laughs> <laughs>